Hello, moms. We are here on the Momdemic podcast. It is Tuesday, the 21st of July, 2020. And thank you for joining us. We are meeting today with another fabulous mom who's going to share their story with us um, pre and post pandemic. Our name is Megan Victor, and I'll let her introduce herself. Go ahead, Megan. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Megan Victor. I live in Dallas, Texas. I am a realtor, and uh, I have had a couple of businesses in my life, actually. So um, I'm actually creating a course right now on uh, successfully implementing an internship program in your business to help you level up. Um, where do you, I'm sorry, my dog just went and that distracted me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that's okay. We'll edit that stuff. Um, so you said you're in Texas. When exactly did they start to shut down things? And then when you did, did you go completely into quarantine? Gosh, okay. So a little, little fuzzy on my dates. Exactly. We were on spring break. We were spring break in the second week of March. And um, that's kind of when we got the news that school was going to shut down. Right. So I think around March 16th-ish was really when things started to shut down. And then March 22nd, which was not very much longer, was when shelter in place happened. That's what they called it, shelter in place? Mm-hmm. So you said schools, you have, how old is your child? How many kids do you have? I have three wonderful children. Um, my son is about to be seven. He'll be going into first grade this year. My first daughter is four and a half. And my second daughter is 19 months. Oh, wow. Got your hands full, for sure. Full of love. <laughs> Where, what do you think um, was, like, what child was the change most affected? What, what child was most affected by it? Uh, my son, for sure, because my husband and I are both essential workers. Um, I wasn't for a hot second there. I was deemed like non-essential, and then I was essential again. But because we are essential workers now, mm-hmm. our daughters have been able to still go to daycare. But we did pull our middle child out so that she would just go two days a week. Um, but our son is highly sociable. And I knew when he was two and a half that he really needed to go to daycare. Like he needed to go be with other people his age on a consistent basis. Um, So being home has been difficult for him. And not just in that social aspect, but also in the understanding that mommy still has to work. My husband is a teacher, so he was working for a little while, but then he's off for the summer. Mm -hmm. And he has complained that he hates my job. Um, because I work all the time. We actually had to have a conversation recently saying like, listen, you go to school and mom works. Right. I work all day when, when you go to school. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like that doesn't stop just because right. everybody has to be home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean you're not at home being my mommy all day? <laughs> Turns like, out, no. Yeah. Like, I have a flexible job. I can come up and meet you for lunch yeah. sometimes. I won't be able to, you know, during this school year, they won't let visitors in if he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I have some flexibility, so I've been able to, like, take a day off and, and 
take him somewhere when he was in preschool. And so I could understand why he thinks maybe I do nothing all day. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I think most kids think that. So what did you do to try to make some kind of normalcy out of that transition for him and keep a routine? Um, it has, I'm not going to lie. It has been a struggle to yeah. keep normalcy and a routine. My husband um, is not one to really take to routines. Um, and he's, he's been the one hanging out with him. So there has been some emphasis, some structure that I've implemented. I've said, you know, you cannot play video games or look at your iPad or anything until you've had breakfast. And then you need to do 30 minutes of reading and you need to do 30 minutes of math. And so he was doing that for a while and then summer happened and we really fell off. Mm -hmm. But it's summer. I've tried to, um, I've tried to grab a few workbooks and things and, and sit down with him and be like, let's practice your sight words. You know, something that I can do in just a few minutes so that I know that he gets it. And I think I found a lot of encouragement from homeschool moms who are saying, you don't mm. have to have a full day's worth of activities for them to actually learn when it's one-on-one. Yeah. -on -one. And I knew this from my own teaching days. So I used to, I used to right. teach high school. When you're teaching one-on-one -on -one with somebody, they learn so much more, so much better than if they'd had a full day of instruction. Yes. I think there comes a point where they're just, they, they, they're overloaded and their brains turn off. It, six hours is way too much, even though that's right. not straight instruction. But I agree with that. That's a really good point because I went through that trans same transition. I think a lot of moms need to hear that, that it's not about the quantity or the time that they're spending. It's about like the quality and that they're engaged and that they're learning for sure. Yes. Yes. We, you know, we bought a few things. We, we got a electronics kind of, I keep wanting to say coding, but it's not coding it's circuits. Okay. Uh, some, something's, something's gone loose in all this. <laughs> I need some circuit repair, uh, but circuit, you know, he really gets into doing that sort of stuff. His grandfather is into IT support and that right. sort of stuff. So grandpa geeks out on mm -hmm. grandson doing these things. So, you know, we'll, I'll sit with him every once in a while. My husband will sit with him. We have fun doing it. So it's kind of a nice non-electronics right. thing, but we can tell him like, this is what you have to do if you want to learn how to build your own gaming system. You need right. to understand how these things work. So, so we've cool. got his buy-in for those things kind of. Mm -hmm that way mm -hmm. and then the relationship building and the bonding and the communication and the socialization that's happening if you're all sitting down and you're doing these projects together you know he's getting all of that i think that's amazing so much more from they learn so much more from play than just right. instruction absolutely hands on it's good stuff and then you have um the little one the baby right so how do you manage that working from home with the baby even though you were doing it before but now you have your school age child home, right? So what, how did that differ? Well, that did, we, we worked it out to where she still goes every day. Um, the daycare that we go to had a mass exodus okay. of people. And okay. so there were very few kids going. They take temperatures every single day, oh, wow. not just of the children, but of the parents as well. If anybody in the car has a fever, you all go home. Um, 
they're always wearing masks. There's been a bigger emphasis on washing their hands, which I've noticed, mm -hmm. you know, in both of my children who go, they're like, oh yeah, I do have to wash my hands and this is how long I wash my hands. So I know that they're really emphasizing that right. there. Um, the students are not wearing masks, but the teachers are all day. Yeah. All day. And we're not That's even right. allowed to go in anymore. Right. Sounds like they're taking a lot of good precautions. I, that would make me feel much better about sending them safer, for sure. Yeah, no, I haven't felt great, but better. Yeah. I just know right. our family can't survive on just my teacher's income mm -hmm. or on his teacher's income. Mm -hmm. So I have to, I have to work. Right. And I had, a, I had a bit of a hiatus in there. My father passed away in January. Mm -hmm. And so I had taken a break probably starting in October from really working my business. I closed out whatever I had, but he was just fading super fast. And so I needed to be there mm -hmm. uh, with him all of the time. And then I needed to just kind of recover. Sure. Um, and I was just getting things going again for my business when mm -hmm. bam, mm -hmm. everything's closed. I'm not essential. And so I started pulling out a lot of projects that I just hadn't worked on yet. And so I started working on the things, you know, on my business to make that better instead of in my business right? Sure. to try and manage something. Yeah. Would you say that a lot of the things that you were implementing prior to this, the change, um, like you had to kind of reinvent the wheel all over again, or did you have some systems in place? So a lot of our listeners are work from home moms and were work from home moms prior to this. So, you know, some people are like, Oh, you know, that trend they're either going through that transition for the very first time ever working from home right and yeah. they ignore that that actually is a struggle for the rest of us that were working from home as well you know it wasn't like it was easier you know right. so right i know i did a lot right. of reinventing the wheel there's, how did you, know, did you experience there's been a bit of reinventing the wheel but not a ton i was mm -hmm. already pretty um familiar with zoom I, I already had all that set up. I was familiar yeah. with it. So I wasn't drinking through the fire hose on everything, no. but I did have to tweak my marketing. You know, a lot of realtors in the area, not just in the area, but in the nation were like canceling all my ads and stopping all my follow-up campaigns because it would just seem really insensitive right now. Some of the stuff I've got going on. Right. And I didn't have a lot of the follow-up stuff because I've never liked it. Um, the canned stuff, I just wanted it very personalized. And that was actually, it was like, great, I'm not essential. I will start working on that. Right, and so right. I really started. And that, I mean, that took a lot sure. to, get it, to get it going. And it's still not exactly where I want it, but sometimes you have to think done is better than perfect yeah. and move on. So yes. we're, we're getting there. <laughs> I love that. Done is better than perfect, ladies. <laughs> yes, done is better than perfect. Um, you, you have to keep going. You have to put one foot in front of the other. And if it's yeah. not 100% right, I mean, make sure it works. Mm -hmm. It's got to it's gotta run. <laughs> right. But, you know, you, you start your content and you try it. And if it doesn't work, you know, tweak it, set a timeline for yourself and say, okay, I'm going to give it a week. I'm going to give it a month and I'm going to see how it's going. And if this is not going in an upward trajectory, I'm going to stop. I'm going to figure out what it is I need to tweak, tweak one thing at a time yes. or you're not going to know what was Good wrong advice. Yeah. and, and go forward from there and then just keep monitoring it until you get it right. But until you start testing it, you're really not going to know. Yeah. Um, 
but in terms of going back to your question on you know what did i what did i shift yeah um i think just understanding that my kids were going to be coming in on some things right that i could i could have fun with it i record videos for my business and i send it off to somebody to edit. Of getting really frustrated that a kid is in my video i i decided or my husband i would tell tell whoever's gonna be editing like hey look this is my husband husband say hi to right incorporate video. it yeah i think, you know, I, I think like, everybody's kind of doing it yeah. you know like we, we just tried to keep keep it light i mean there's there are people dying during this yeah, whole exactly. thing you know the, and the symptoms that the people have experienced while they're sick with it even if they're recovering are just horrific exactly um so you know you've, you've got to just stay positive that's going to help a lot with your immune system too yeah so tell every you're you're, we're talking a little bit about the logistics, but we haven't talked about exactly what you do for work. <laughs> so let's rewind and why don't you tell everybody what you do okay, about your new program. So I sell real residential real estate, but I have a course that I have created um, during the crazy time where I had to start and stop my business a lot because of family issues with my dad um, right. having cancer, end stage cancer. I hired interns. I've had a variety of workers, temporary, semi-permanent, assistants, everything. Um, and I found interns to be kind of a special breed of workers. Um, I also noticed that the program coordinator said she didn't really have to do a whole lot for me. There were a bunch of other businesses that took on interns and their interns weren't doing anything. Mm. You know, they needed to go over there a lot more because the interns didn't have like the infrastructure mm. in place to be successful there. So, you know, interns, internships are really, really great. They are a low pressure hire. If it goes great, you could hire them on right. for your business. But if it doesn't, this was always going to be a one semester commitment. You know, they yeah. already have some buy-in for their course because mm -hmm. you have to sign off on their course, mm -hmm. having done their internship. Um, there are some other things you have to do to like build in their buy-in, but they're fairly easy things to implement. But if you don't have a plan, it's not going to be very successful. And so that is what my course is. You know, mm -hmm. how, how do you figure out what it is that an intern should be working on how are you going to present that to a program coordinator to convince them to let you get access to their students right um, you know if you don't have something concrete to show them a lot of them are going to say hit the bricks so you really have to get your ducks in a row what are you going to be doing for your policies while your interns are there you know mm -hmm. i had policies written out and i had my interns sign them during the onboarding process and i still found them eating lunch and watching HGTV one day when I walked into the office. Right. And I said, I think you can eat lunch while you work because I'm cool like that, but you can't eat lunch and watch HGTV. That's not actually what we're doing here. Right. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I give you a framework for presenting what it is they're going to be doing and helping you trade one hour, two hours of your week to get 19 wow. back per interest. Right. Wow. You know, that which is huge right now. If you have 
so many people at home with you getting in your way. Mm -hmm. Or if you're just a mom in general who's lost some time because you have to do school pickup and drop off and that takes out a chunk of your time. You can have an intern help you out with that. And there are some really great tools out there available to manage remote workers. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a little bit more comfortable with the video chats now. So, you know, that, that gives you the ability to do it. And a lot of internship programs, they want somebody who has a brick and mortar business for their intern to go to. But right now, how are you going right. to do that? This is our time to show people that you can have an intern doing remote work. Mm-hmm. And so That's I give fun. you some tools for that as well to show them that you are set up to handle that. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Before you and I had met, I had never heard of that, that concept. I mean, I know of interns, but that idea of, um, you know, running your business from home and then delegating out to interns, I think it it makes perfect sense. You know, there's no reason why everybody shouldn't be doing it. I love it. But it's just the how to, which is what you you talk about. So is it a, um, like a one-time class? Is it a coaching program? Is it uh, materials? What is it? It is a class. There are five modules and a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a project that you'll have to complete so that you're ready to go when you're right. done. Okay. Um, I've got discussion forums in there as well. We are still building everything out. We have the outline and we know what the lessons are going to be. We've got two and a half <laughs> lessons done mm-hmm. for the first module right now and still building the rest of them. Eventually, um, it's just going to be really robust. It's not really a coaching program. I am considering adding a coaching element to it for a different program, but this is is a course that you go through. It is designed to be self-paced, but there are, um, there's pacing within that. So you have to wait a few right. days between the lessons because you really need to ruminate on some of these things. Sure. You know, it takes me a while to figure out all the things that I do in my business. So right. I, I, I want to give everybody a little bit of time. That's something we address yeah. early on because you have to, if you're going to write a good job description, that's going to attract the right candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These things take time for sure. How can people um, get in touch with you or access the course at this point? That is a great question. Um, right now, the course is in waitlist status. And so there is a link below where you're going to be able to sign up saying that you're interested in hearing about it when it comes. If you are not sure that this is right for you, I actually have a checklist available for you so that you can kind of do a little bit of a self-assessment to see if this is something that is right for you. But you can also reach out to me at meganlvictor at gmail.com if you have questions. Excellent. And what would you um, like to say to moms? Um, just about, you know, kind of giving them some hope, how to keep their spirits up, how to keep their head up, how to keep, like we're talking about through this whole thing, moving forward constantly, you know, easier said than done. So what, would, what, what note would you want to leave them on um, for some hope? Yo, you're doing a great job. Whatever <laughs> choice you're making, um, it's it's the right choice for you. And you can't listen to the noise that's saying that you're a horrible person if you do that. I have a friend who said, 
that her friend called her a horrible mom because oh. she's sending her kid back to school when oh. it opens. Yeah, and but I think we're gonna be hearing a lot mom of that. Can't, she's a single mom. She can't work. Right. From home, so right. she she just and she can't take her kid with her. So you are making the right choice. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Make the next right choice. Mm. Do the next right thing. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to do all of the things at once or you will make yourself absolutely crazy. Yeah. Excellent. Great advice. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think we all within our four walls are reinventing um, what motherhood looks like. We really are, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It needs to happen anyway. <laughs> I think it needs to happen anyway. And, and we can all exhale a little bit and let go. So great I stuff. Agree. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks I hope we can do this, this again and have another conversation, check in with you maybe a couple months down the road. That would be really fun. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And for everybody listening, I'm going to give all her contact information in the description. So if you're interested in her course or any of her other work or just want to ask a question, you'll be able to contact her. Thank you so much for being with us and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye.